Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Just got an email from the Crit Season podcast, and I wanted to make a clarification. Joshua, thank you for this email. I will get back to you on some of these other points that you mentioned after I go on this mega massive ride. But I wanted to post this one because it is time sensitive. At the end of the email, he said, in this podcast, you talk about how increasing FTP will help you handle surges. In your video, Improve Your FTP and Get Dropped, you mentioned how some people like triathletes might focus on only FTP and then can't handle surges. I get it because I avoid talking in absolutes, but the main point is not to focus on one metric over another. So many people think they lost because of a short effort and ignore everything that happened before the sprint. But some people may just remember the headlines and they won't reconcile these two podcasts. Just an outside observation. Great observation. Clarification is definitely needed. So let's talk about this. If you are someone, and this isn't a diss on triathletes. Triathletes, they're known for riding at FTP. They can ride at FTP for a really long time. It's very event specific. There are some that never train anything harder than that. And that does limit their FTP. Um, you know, they should be surging a little bit over, uh, depends on what their course is like, but I'm not going to, we're not going to delve into that. If you come into bike racing and you never go hard, you've never trained VO2 max, you've never done a sprint workout. Yes. You are limiting the top end of your aerobic capabilities. You are limiting your functional threshold power. You are definitely not developing your VO2 max. Uh, as best as you could. So that's an issue. When you go into bike races, the surge or a group ride, the surges, you just can't physically handle them. They, they eventually blow up this type of rider. Not a big deal. You practice it, you work on it, you get stronger, you come back. What I'm talking about in terms of a crit racer, if you talk to somebody who gets dropped a lot, they might start telling you they need more sprint power. They need more of these, like this surging power. It's not really a sprint, right? It's this like, I don't know what percent we, we're not going to put a percentage on it, but sprinting out of corners. Well, number one, I think I maybe mentioned this. You're just in a really bad position. You're in the washing machine. And if you're always sprinting out of corners, you're in that part where the rubber band's just about to snap. People behind you are falling off. And unfortunately you're probably next or you hang on long enough to make it to the finish with the front group if it's a big blob, but you have no sprint because you've just been sprinting the entire race. Why would FTP help? FTP, if your FTP is higher, and there, no matter where you're at in a crit, there are surges. That surge is gonna be less contributed to your power from the anaerobic system meaning you will use less carbohydrate, meaning you will produce less lactate, meaning when that lactate gets broken down, you'll have less hydrogen ions in your blood. That's actually, <laughs> you guys walked me in and said, not me. That's the whole reason of Lactigo. It reduces all of that in your cell before it gets in your bloodstream. So it's not that building FTP is going to help you surge more, surge better, like the triathlete we're talking about. That's training that you need to do. This is going to help eliminate the negative effects of undergoing glycolysis sooner. Two very, we're walking down a similar pathway, but two very different things. One is related to training. One is the effect 
that the race has on your body physiologically. I hope that makes it clear. Joshua, email me back if that does not clarify it. But as we look through this, um, handling the surges is the training. Handling the effects of the surges is what the FTP increase will do. Now, that being said, they could increase their FTP if they've never done VO2 max or an anaerobic workout. You know, go out and do some 45-second sprints and build up that anaerobic power. Um, that's good, but here's another, another aspect to that. The more you do that, the less aerobic you become, which in my mind, look at a lot of the best, whether it's an American or a European cyclist, whatever type of cycling they're doing, deep down inside there, the aerobic fitness is what's making them so good. So I don't think uh, he had made the point here. The main point is not to focus on one metric over another. It's not necessarily a metric, um, although I am a huge fan of just saying that, you know, don't, don't focus on one metric. My CTL or my TSS. But I would say don't focus on just one type of training. The more you dig into all this, the more you realize you really need to be an all-around athlete to find success. Don't be a 10, 10, 10, and a 1. Be an 8, 9, 7, and 7. That average, quote-unquote average person is going to be better overall. There's, there's no huge hole in the armor. All right. Hope that, hopefully that clarifies it. See ya.